Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Something Podcast. Another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. Um, hopefully, everyone understands that name by now. Um, but I'm, I'm Mike, obviously, and joining me today on the panel, I'm definitely going to stick with using panel because I really do like that. We've got Neil. Hello, Neil. How are you? Hi, fine. Thanks, Mike. Very well. Good. Thank you. Um, and Paul, we've got Paul. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. Hiya. And we've got Will as well. Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. <clears throat> Lovely. So we're going to discuss um, the game in just a moment. There are just a couple of quickies um, before we do that. Um, so all the ladies' matches were off today, so there was nothing to report on there because it was unsurprisingly frozen pitches everywhere. Um, first point is um, had a lot of messages, um, which I find quite ironic, but about Josh, who had a little faint, my nephew, um, before the match. He is he is all okay. Um Lots of lovely messages from people, which I do find funny because I'm pretty sure if it had been me that was fainted, the messages would have been totally, totally different. Um, but yeah, he's fine. We're not really sure what happened. Um, we're putting it down to the fact that um, he was so excited to see Ali Smith back in the lineup. <laughs> that he just couldn't take, couldn't take it. It's his favourite player. Uh, but yeah, we were taken by the St. John's Ambulance. Uh, I can only remember one of the names, Dave. Uh, but the St. John's Ambulance guys were great. 
and took us round. So saw a completely different side of the the match day experience, something I've kind of never really thought about. Had the club doctor come and check him over, um, or since found out one of the club doctors, because there's more than one, and um, he, he was fine. But yeah, it was a very different experience, one you don't really think of when you're just there to watch the football, because nothing ever happens. And uh, But yeah, they really looked after him. Uh, put us in the stand to watch the game, which was a bit of an odd view for a few minutes. We let his mum know, and um, it was then mutually decided that we would be leaving. Um, in other words, his sister, my sister-in-law, his mum, who's Sally's sister, decided that we were leaving, and <laughs> we got picked up. There's no way I'm going to argue with my <laughs> second boss or third boss. And uh, yeah, we so we left the game. We literally, as we were awarded the penalty, we're like walking out. I'm like can't we just wait for this penalty to be taken? Luckily, we didn't, because that was about another 10 minutes. Um, but I have no knowledge of the game whatsoever, other than we won. So it's all going to go to you guys. Um, not that I offer that much tactical insight anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Josh is fine. And the second point I wanted to make is, well done to the ground staff um, for getting that game on, because I was utterly convinced <laughs> there was nothing going to happen. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do for this podcast if nothing happens? Because I've got a countdown onto the 100th episode coming up soon. Um, so it would have messed it all up for me. Uh, but yeah, well done to the staff and um, also the volunteers and Selco. I think it was Selco Build, Builders Merchants who gave a load of um, grit. So um, the areas could be de-iced or most of the areas could be de-iced um, for us, um, apart from the TARDIS. <coughs> um, but after all that, Hello, guys. Um, what were your thoughts ahead of the game? Were you expecting it to go ahead? Were, what were you thinking about when the lineup was announced? We'll start with you, Will. Um, what were your thoughts? Did you did you think it was going to go ahead, first of all? Um, yeah, I did. I didn't really... Uh, to be honest, I was at university, so I wasn't anywhere near Surrey to start with. So I, I didn't really um, get a grasp of how cold it was. Um, but then I kind of saw the, the pitch inspections going on. I was looking at like my foot mob app, all that stuff, and seeing all the postponements going down. And I was thinking, oh, okay, this isn't going to go ahead. So well done to the ground staff. And um, yeah, well done, well done to everyone for making it happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about the lineup when you saw the team? Were you confident lineup, for the game? I was, I was confident because um, Ali Smith is probably one of my favourites. He's, you know, he, he brings it I mentioned in the middle. <laughs> don't, don't faint. Um, <laughs> he brings a different dimension you know he had a chance in the game he almost scored it was a good save by the keeper who, who had a very good game um, but as soon as I saw him and then saw Harry on the bench as well um, it kind of I think it would have uplifted everyone watching knowing that you know some of the team are coming back yeah uh, Paul similar thoughts or yeah no absolutely no, it was great to see Ali and Harry's uh, name on the, on the um, team sheet wasn't it that was um that was great, and uh, well, I, I mean, uh, we all, we all became geography experts in our house. We were looking at the uh, map and seeing what games were being called. Or it was very much a, it was a, there was a bit of a north south divide, wasn't there? So mm. when you could see that the northern games were going, but the north, uh, southern games weren't, I thought we had a good chance. So uh, yeah, no, and it was uh, and it was right, the result. We and, I mean, me and my son hadn't seen a game for a while, so it was nice to uh, get out, even if it was minus whatever it was. Yeah, actually. Um, and Paul, uh, sorry, Neil, um, what were your thoughts ahead of the game? Well, as soon as I'd heard Oxford United's game was off, which is obviously just up the road for me, I sort of expected it to be off 
So uh, fortunately, it goes on Twitter these days. So you get because, uh, uh, you know, coming such a distance, I need plenty of notice. The last thing I want to do is a two hour journey to Sutton and to find that the game's off at the last minute. So uh, so I left it late, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad the game went ahead. And I, I think they did remarkably well to actually get a playable surface out of it, you know. It, you know, it did bobble about. It was very hard, but uh, you know, it, it didn't look uh, it didn't look unplayable. Certainly, no. It's, I think Matt mentioned in the post match that it it was a bit bobbly, but they couldn't do what they normally do because they had it covered. So it's it's kind of like one or the other. We either have it covered and we can play, or we have it uncovered and it's maintained, but just can't play on it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was. I mean, I I got the eleven out of eleven, so I got a free pint. Woohoo! Um, and um, I was I'd heard that Adam had concussion, which I was like, great, marvelous. So we get some midfielders on their way back in, and suddenly someone else goes off again. <coughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I thought Will would be okay um, after his little knock um, last week, and I'm glad obviously he is. Uh, but we seem to have a fairly settled side moving forward. Hopefully, with Ben and even Aaron, I think, is in training to come in the next few weeks as well. So um, all, all positive for us. But for the match itself, a bit of a bitty affair. I mean, it's our second home win in a row. And I think we've got seven from the last nine yep. um, points-wise, which is a definite, definite turnaround. We're, I think if we add on... Uh, I worked it out. So the points away from the relegation zone is 12 and if we add on 12 points to our current total, we'd be easily third place. Um, so we, we definitely need to be looking up, not down now. Um, but what was the game like? Um, I did have lots of messages, and I think Gandamonian's put in the blog that people were very jealous of Josh being able to bugger off home. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but what was it like to be there, guys? Cold. I'll tell you that. It was absolutely freezing. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, you can tell that the... Uh, the, the pitch and the conditions definitely had an impact on the game. You know, I mean, as you say, great that we could have it in the first place, but it was um, it was uh, pretty scrappy. Um, but um, I, I think the, um, I mean, obviously the win was important, but the cheer at the end, the cheer at the end had a cheer of um, thank God for that we can all go home rather than <laughs> rather than a cheer that we'd won one nil. It was like it was a slightly different cheer, but it was um, no, it was great. It was uh, it was a big win, wasn't it? Because we had we've got uh, Rochdale, Colchester, Gillingham in that. In the, and it was a critical period for us, wasn't it? And we got so if we can win those games, get something out of Carlisle and Crawley, and then some, something out of well, whatever out of Orient, then it, 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 you know, getting something out of those was always going to shift us up the table. And now, as you say, we're starting to look up now instead of down, aren't we? So it's um, uh, been a critical period, and uh, yeah, another one that was it was scrappy, it was ground out, but I never, re- I never really felt as though we were um, ever going to lose that. They had a they had a decent spell first twenty minutes, but. The, the the penetration wasn't there from they were never going to score all day really so um but um but uh, yeah it was um, it was well ground out yeah and perhaps Neil the, the cheer was not necessarily that it was over it was finally over because it seemed to last for an awful long time that game it was was it quarter, quarter six was well, it? <laughs> my chances of getting back to watch the start of the England game was fast evaporating so uh, I needed a I needed a five to I needed a five to five finish to actually uh, make it back. So, uh, 
as I got in the front door, France uh, scored. So, uh, you know, All so right. I was tw- about 20 minutes. I got back to uh, home 20 past seven. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it was ext- it was extremely cold. And of course, the, 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 the 10 minutes of time added on while we waited for Rob to take the penalty while um, um, their um, number 10 was uh, carried off. And it, it was hard to see how it happened. But looking back on the highlights, he basically hurt himself by uh, rugby tackling Omar to the uh, to the ground. So very much a self-inflicted uh, injury. Yeah. So in fact, we won two penalties there, really. <laughs> you should have, yeah. And, and Will, I've, I've, I'm sure you'd like this as, as the media guy. Uh, their manager, I think, was quoted to their local reporters as... Um, I didn't see the penalty, what the penalty is awarded for, but it definitely shouldn't have been given. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you say when, you know, a penalty is given against you? I, I think that's the beauty of a manager in League Two. I think that sometimes, or just any manager really, they'll, they'll kind of moan when they don't agree with something. Um, but it was a penalty, um, high foot. If, if someone's going in for a header, you know, it kind of shows that you shouldn't be going there with your foot. That's that's the yeah. basics. So you can't really complain. And um, Rob did really well um, to keep his cool. It was a long time. Um, that ten minutes felt like an hour. Um, I thought I'd lost my toes by the end of it. So, you know, well done to Rob. And I think Matt Bloomfield is just trying to, you know, make an excuse. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. We we had a we had a decent view of the curver actually, and uh, I mean he nearly kicked his head off. It was, you know, the the, um, the TV replay doesn't show it should give it justice actually, but from the curve you could see that it was, yeah, it was high and right in his face. Yeah, I've I've seen some given and against us where you, for free kicks as well, where you kind of think, do you know what? I think he was right to go for the kick there because the head's gone down really low, but that mm-hmm. one definitely wasn't going down really no. low. It was. He dipped for it, but um, it was definitely a, a high boot to the, to the face. He did well to get his ha- leg up that high, to be honest. And then uh, when Rob <laughs> came over to take a corner <laughs> later on, you could see the the, the, the imprint from the uh, from the boot right in the middle of his forehead. So uh, it was nice. So it was a it was a proper impact. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, obviously he got up and. I like that expression, kept his cool. We didn't have much choice yesterday. It was <laughs> minus three degrees. Um, but, yeah, I did hear someone had mentioned it was interesting that some players were standing around the penalty spot they just were. to make sure they couldn't get scuffed up. Yeah. Um, and I did, I think, in the England match, I noticed that happening as well. Some of the players were standing on the spot, um, which is, is terrible, really, that players <laughs> scuff it up. Um, I think any opportunity just to get that slight advantage, but I suppose it's where we are. It's a games gone moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, I think the uh, the funniest bit was the um, after everyone after we'd protected the penalty spot and then everyone had walked away, the referee rolled up and then uh, stood on the spot just to make sure that no one went on the spot, which kind of defeated oh. the object a little bit. But yeah. but hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we ground it out. We're getting a little bit better at this. Sort of ten ten minutes from the end, just nope, that's it. We're finished now. <laughs> the game's over. Um, but was it as as good as the uh, Carlisle seeing the game out, or um, did they just not offer that much towards the end? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think they offered too much. 
but you know they had uh, they were obviously going for it a little bit. They had you know they were sitting back with their ten men and then had ten minutes left at the end to go for it and threw everything at it. So you've got to you've got to see that out, haven't you? But I think we did a we did a decent job of it. I think they had a a, a half chance, didn't they? But um, uh, which you're always going to get at that at that last ten minutes or so. But um, no, it was a all all good professional job at the end there. I, that was from what I saw. We still looked as if we were trying to get a second because we were still, you know, you know, we were still pressing, we were still breaking. And uh, as the game got on, ironically, as the pitch deteriorated, actually our passing got better because in the first half, we were, you know, we struggled to string two passes together. In the end, we were actually getting quite a lot of passes together and some, and some good, you know, some good movement. Okay, they'd only got 10 men by that stage, so there was a bit more space, but... Uh, you know, they were. We, you know, we were getting better as the game went on. Yeah, and and I mean, the sending off, no real complaints they can have really. Um, it was definitely too. No, you're shaking your heads. Um, and I know um, Gandamonium tweeted that that one of their players probably should have gone in the first half. And is it the five? that was Smith? Yeah, yeah. the ref bottle was hooked at half time. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think nine. at some point he stopped the game and he, he went to get a card and then he just like put the card back in and carried on. Um, I think that was for the, the number five. But everyone in the, the media bench around me was a bit like, hey, it, it was a bit like, what's what's going on? I don't know if he was told um, if he missed something or if someone was like, oh, it's a Colchester player. And he looked around and thought, which one? Yeah, so, no, I think... They sometimes it shouldn't be, but I think sometimes when they it's a second yellow, it needs to be a serious second yellow yeah. rather than just a oh okay that's a yellow. Um, so they they do sometimes think oh I don't want to do the sending off. That's not warranting a sending off. They shouldn't do because yeah you should get sent off for whatever if it's two reasons whatever. But he side yeah. Donovan down, so basically it was a it was a nasty challenge. It was. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I thought Omar did a really canny job for that second yellow card to get well, for the guy to be sent off. He uh, he was running with the ball, sort of lent into the guy a bit, and almost forcing him to hack him down. I thought it was a real canny bit of professional football, actually. Yeah, and then there was a moment I can't remember where I read it that Will had in the second half um, at the far end. Um, I think one of their players went he went down, and one of their players had a, there was a little. A little chat or something. Yeah, it was. Um, so it was Will Randall and uh, Junior Chamadu, I think, uh, the right back. Um, it was like a. I think they were just both challenging for the ball and off the pitch. It looked like Will had had kept hold of his leg, um, and then obviously it kind of got a bit heated. But I think the referee handled it well. So thankfully, nothing yeah. boiled over. But all the Colchester fans were getting involved, which was uh, good to see. It looked as if he stamped on Will. It did, yeah. 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 So again, yeah. it did. You know, we we've had Craig's uh, gone for that. So uh, yeah. So he sh- again, he could have gone for that. What I thought was oh, most biz- facing eight. Yeah. What was most bizarre was right at the end was the guy who got hold of Joe Kizzy's lapels, and marched him across the, um, you know, backwards. Joe didn't retaliate in any way, and all the other players came round, and they both got booked. Which I just thought was, yeah. you know, you know, I thought that that was a yellow card that Joe did not deserve because he showed great composure from being manhandled yeah. for no, 
you know, for no reason. I thought that was a very unfair card for, for Joe. Yeah. yeah, I think they, that's just the default sometimes when all the players get involved. The, the ref kind of books the only ones he can remember and tries to do one from each side just to even it up and try and calm things down. Um, I think that's, that's happened for years, but it's never, I don't think it's never going to stop. It's just a tactic they do. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's sometimes very unfair. Um, but again, I know it's not professional. I know it's not the right thing and everything, but I do like the idea of all our players come charging over to, to yeah. help out. I, I, yeah. I, I don't mind that at all. I think that shows good togetherness. <laughs> absolutely. It's one of those ones, isn't it, where no one likes to see that, but really everyone likes to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As I said against Wimbledon, you're taking names who wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that, and again... I don't know if anything's actually come out on the Wimbledon one. It was apparently the goalkeeper was taking the piss out of the fans. Um, and um, yeah, they weren't having it because <laughs> we just lost as well. So um, it was like, okay, we lost. Take the piss out of us. Don't take the piss out of them. Um, but, oh, Will's just left because <laughs> he knows it's coming to the pod a bit. Uh, <laughs> so player of the day, um, I will give you all a second because Will is on his way back, I think. Um, oh, there he is. We will uh, go for the player of the day question. Um, so two seconds. Now watch me do my dance on the. Pl- that was shorter than expected, but anyway, um, we'll start with um, there's four of us, but I didn't see the match, so um, you guys kindly told me that the sponsors player of the match was Will yesterday. So I'm going to put Will as the first choice, and then I'll start with you, Neil, for the second selection. So who's just your player? Oh, of the day? I think I'm going to. I'm going to pick who the other two would have picked first. Um, it's, I think it's got to be Ali. I thought he was absolutely awesome. And it was so great to see him back. You know, he's what we've been missing. And uh, he was very unlucky not to score because that was a cracking shot. And their keeper, yeah, that was a worldy save. Excellent. So, Ali, for you. Um, Paul, should we go with you? Was it going to be Ali you were going to choose? My frame, certainly. Um, I think I'd probably go with... Uh, Joe, I think, because he didn't have too much to do, but what he no. did, he was. Um, he, I thought he did really well at the back there. And Will, who's you're going to go for? I'm going to go for Enzio. Um, I think, again, you know, he's still out of position. And I, I saw someone on the forum said that he's lacking consistency or, or something along the lines, but I think he's, I think he's been good. Mm. Um, you know, the, 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 whoever he was marking, I can't remember, I think it might have been Newbie. Um, he was quiet. Um, and it was a bit like the Wimbledon performance. There was just no flaws to it. So he's my man. Perfect. I, I honestly, I think Enzio has played better at right back than he has on the wing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but maybe it's just that he's he's constantly switched on because he's got to think right. What what have I got to do? What have I got to do? Um, but the few times he's then moved forward again, I've been like, oh no, it's not quite. It's not quite there. So. Um, yeah, I think someone was saying that we need to move right back. And it's like, what do we? I mean, we've got Joe, we've got Enzio who can play that, and we've got Roman as well, who's on loan at the moment. He's, I think he's won, certainly in two or three matches, he's won two Man of the Match awards. I know it's a different level, but um, yeah, but yeah, Enzio, I, I've, I think, has played brilliantly at right back. That's exactly the conversation Will and I had before you came on. We said, oh, was said exactly about <laughs> he's better that. there, more consistent. And uh, you know he's better. He's better than when he plays as a winger. So uh, yeah. that's totally independent Excellent. there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would argue that um, 
maybe when he's I know it's, it's more of his natural position, but I think at times like it, it's one of the first games he he got through on goal like two or three times, and it was just in front of goal. It's just like as if it kind of you know he saw his name in lights or a bit of head rush. He just couldn't pick the right thing to do. Whereas when he's at right back, he's as you said, he's always switched on. Like he he doesn't make a single mistake. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with all that. The only caveat I'd have with that is that I think the last games have been against Rochdale, Colchester. Wimbledon, uh, you know, we haven't. He has, I don't think he's. I'm not quite sure of the top teams he might have faced in that in that position. That I think that'll be that'll be an interesting test. Orient will be a interesting test on Saturday. But but in terms of the premise there, yeah, no, absolutely. He he has looked sharp at left back, hasn't he? And as you say, it might be just because he's hasn't played too much there and and has blown hot and cold when he's been left midfield. We've not mentioned them today, but the effect of Ali coming back totally different game from Craig yesterday because basically he mm-hmm. could commit more because he got Ali there and then Harry coming on afterwards so Craig had one of those games where he was very much involved he was even slightly further up the pitch he had a shot um, Omar was coming deep and then was going on those longer runs because Ali was there so it, it just changes the it just changes the dynamic so uh, Ali's one of those players that when he's, you know, when he's fit and when he's good, he's greater than the sum of the parts because he has an effect on everybody else. Well, we were saying the sort of last few weeks that perhaps Craig's game has been affected by the fact that if he does press or push on and he gets himself injured or that, that yellow card while it was a threat, there was no one else there. So he kind of had to hold his game back. Um, also, you've got the other thing of Ali can get from box to box in about three steps because his legs are <laughs> giant legs. <laughs> so you've got that thing of actually he can get back as well. He'll be fine. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're, you're quite right. It does it does just change the whole dynamics. And Adam's not done anything wrong, and it's really really harsh. And I think um, Matt even sort of alluded to it. But there is that element of trust when you're when you're in a team. You trust you know what someone's going to do, and you you can say right. I know Ali's going to see me going forward, so I know he's going to sit. Um, whereas Adam, you might be like, you, you need to sit and stuff like that. So um, it, it's just, as you say, once we've got our first 11 out, you can just trust them to know what they're going to do. Um, it's that whole Bex and Gary Neville thing for all those years. They they knew where each other was going to be. They didn't even have to look. They just knew exactly what was going to go on. And that's why they had a great um, understanding on, on that wing for England. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Yeah, England lost. I mean, anyone, yeah. So I saw a tweet on the morning going, building out three lines as I'm de-icing my car is not the one. Um, (laughs) It's definitely not. Um, I I didn't think they were that great. Um, I watched it. It's one of the few games I've watched. Um, What what did you guys think of the England match? Very quickly, because no one really gives it down. I, um... 
uh, to be honest, I think some people I've seen have complained about the ref, but how often do you get two penalties in a game? It doesn't matter how, how many, you know, penalty claims there are to get two. You know, we were given the chances. We had two free kicks on the edge of the box. Didn't score them. We've lost. That's it. Yeah. It should have actually been three penalties. Could... Uh, yeah. Um, I think the Kane one that they went to VAR, I think the reason that wasn't given because it was outside the box the foul started and they can't go back for that reason unless it's a penalty. Um, and, I mean, the second one, I can't understand why they were complaining or the player who, who gave it away was complaining because not once did he even glance at the ball. <laughs> it was like... Just look at the ball, and then you can still collide with him. And go, oh, is it coming together? Sorry, um, but it didn't even look towards yeah. it. We needed Rob to take that penalty. <laughs> but as as we were saying there, I don't know, Paul, if you thought you can't go into a game like that and rely on penalties and set pieces. It's it, there wasn't an awful lot created from open play. I think it was one shot from Bellingham. It was a tight game, wasn't it? It was a uh, it was tight. I mean, I thought we we were the better team. Um, I, I'm not a ref basher, but I thought the ref was awful. I, I mean, really bad, really poor. But I thought, I, I mean, I like the manager, I like the players as a group of players and as and as footballers. Um, they, they're very young, aren't they? And they've just um, we still a, we've still got a whiff of flat track bully about us, haven't we? Any anyone outside the top eight, and we we struggle. But um, you know, uh, going forward, uh, I mean, they they're the world champions, aren't they? And they uh, um, and we and we gave them a game, but uh, yeah, no, it was. Um, it was disappointing. Chance missed. Yeah. Well, what I find interesting is there's a great story for each of the semi-finalists to win the World Cup. Obviously, it's likely to be Messi's last World Cup, so it'd be great for him to win. Um, France to, to, to hold it for the first time in 60 years. Morocco, the first African team. And Croatia, no one really wants them to win, so they're almost a shoe-in <laughs> to win. <laughs> As Sutton fans, I think we're probably drawn to Croatia because we're like, ooh, <laughs> they're a bunch of assholes, aren't they? <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they, they're almost as Um But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Um, looking ahead. So, as you said, the last sort of three games, Rochdale below us, uh, Colchester below us, Carlisle were above us. The next three games are a very similar pattern where we've got um, Orient well above us and then we've got Crawley and oh yeah Crawley Gillingham. and Gillingham so what's our thoughts in general from the three games um not specifically about them but what do we think are we are we looking for six points seven points or is that over ambitious now full house yeah <laughs> full house yeah full house. why not um I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I watched um, Leighton Orient when they lost to Wimbledon. And obviously, they're a great side. Arguably the best side in the division. And it's their league to lose now, you know. Um, but I think Sutton are, are very similar to how Wimbledon were when they started their good run. They're together. Um, they all know what each other are doing. And if you can just, you know, they've lost two games. And both of those games, it's been two goals in like fairly short amount of time. And if Sutton can get a quick goal, a bit of Randall magic, a, a Bagheel, just if he bullies someone in the box, you know, if you can do that quickly, I think you can nick a result. I, I yeah. think we're due a talky Lincoln type. You know, nobody expects us to beat the runaway league leaders. And, uh, you know, 
catapult ourselves onto a long run. Yeah, got some. Uh, we got some. Uh, got some players back. There'll be a big crowd there. I don't know how many tickets we've sold, but we've. Uh, we, it's going to be pretty pretty busy in the uh, Sutton corner, isn't it? So, uh, and yeah, it's got to, it's got to nick a point and just be um, just uh, an ugly away point. Uh, all, all over it, really. I think. I don't, I mean, when we lost four-one, it wasn't a four-one, was it? So, no. Right. I was hoping that I'd say this and be a bit controversial, and all you lot go, "Oh, blimey!" I, I'm quite confident because I think the times we've lost there, we've been flying and we've gone into the game full of full of confidence and back to, "Yeah, come on, we're going to do this," and then they've smashed us. And now I think they're flying and full of confidence, and we're the ones sort of scratching around for results, and it's like. Okay, we're going to switch this around and do do, do that back to you. Um, but all of you have said, "Yeah, we should get something from that," which has completely ruined my thought. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think the lift from the players coming back, um, it, it's one of those psychological things. They had their Christmas do. I don't know if you saw the pictures. Um, some some today. I think it must have been today. Um, I, I did like the fact that Will Randall seems to have stolen AB's jacket, and he's got like a gold Lamar jacket on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just strangely, I think it's not going to be as sort of daunting as it would have been four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, okay, why not? And then you got the, the Crawley match, which again will be up for and um, Gillingham at home. Have you seen the Sorry. undercurrent of the Crawley match that they've sold Nichols to Colchester for sixty thousand and put the rest of their entire squad up for sale? Yeah, the. There's who could have foreseen the crypto thing is falling <laughs> falling apart um at Crawley. Uh yeah, it's a mess, isn't it? <sighs> so Telford's yeah, up for I sale. Mean... So we could have a you know, we could have a whip round and see if we could buy on Telford. <laughs> when does the uh, No, but it never works. When does the January window open? I I assume it's January, but is it would anyone know exact <laughs> yeah. anyone know the exact day? August uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know the exact date, but uh, it won't be by Boxing Day, don't yeah. worry. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just a whole bizarre thing um, going on there. Uh, I know, I think it was Johnny that said it when they took over and they did their first like big thing. The, the third shirt was available to um, only people who bought some crypto thing. So you had to buy a crypto thing to buy the shirt. NFTs. And, and yeah, and then Johnny was like, yeah. We haven't changed our away shirt in a couple of years. The new company have had to redesign the same shirt because we want the same one with all the fans' names on the back. I know which club I'd rather support. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, it's true. Did anyone see the interview with Matt? Uh, with yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, really good. If anyone hasn't seen it, do, do find yeah, that. That, that um, was very enlightening. It was excellent. Yeah, he's very open. Um, and as Gabriel says, you're supposed to be an EFL manager. You're not supposed to do all these things. And Matt's like, why not? <laughs> I want to. Do you know what? I want to be in one of those like meetings. You know where he says he he he, talk, he goes to see a player before he even talks to the agent. I want to yeah. be at one of those meetings where he he has a conversation with someone and he doesn't want to sign them. Yeah, I want to see how he conducts himself. <laughs> I really want to see that. Yeah. No. He's, um. Yeah. That, that whole thing is quite. a detailed thing. I, I spoke to Terry and he didn't give an awful lot away, I'll be honest, that um, it, it's, like, it's just a process. We, we we all have our opinions, we all have our thoughts, and then 
we'll, we'll make a, a joint decision. But obviously, Matt's got the ultimate say. Um, but yeah, it's just hopefully we're going to get something in January. I know there's a lot of talk about Dave coming back, but I'm not, mm. I'm not sure on that yeah. myself. Um, it's fascinating, isn't it? This uh, what we're going to do in that January transfer window. We could do several things, and actually, and what was our lessons learned from last year? in terms of how we played that, because we were all relatively new as a, as, a, as a club, how to play that in this in this space. So, yeah, it'll be a fascinating time. We didn't actually do anything in the January window, did we? No. Well, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got I our, can't remember. It's a future Sutton United, Sutton United quiz. Who's the first player we ever signed in a January transfer window? Stuart Nelson is the yeah. answer. Ah, uh, goalkeeper. So that was the only person yeah. we signed. Yeah. That's the only person we brought in in the January transfer window. And then, Everyone else around us was buying loads of players, and we're all sitting there going, "That's a bit weird." And next thing, they're all doing really, really well. And we're like, "Oh, that's why you've done it." Yeah, <laughs> because he cost but... us a point at Swindon. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, but Matt influenced, and again, it shows the um, the mindset. He mentioned the whole well, Bristol Rovers. We're 16th, 17th at Christmas mm-hmm. last year, and they went on a run and got automatic promotion. It's like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Just stop yeah. it. <laughs> but they had a brilliant, but, their January window was phenomenal. Yeah, had that guy from Newcastle. Yeah, who was yeah. just... Should, yeah, he went nearly... He was, uh, he was outstanding. He basically transformed the whole team. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate, who knows? We might get someone. <laughs> No idea who. But, you know, we should have a lot of our players back, shouldn't we? So, actually, is that our transfer window, that having six players back? Four players. If yeah. you, I was going to say, if you think about it, we're on points-wise, you're closer to the, the playoffs than the relegation zone. And that's with, you know, a, a right-back at centre-back, a left-mid at right-back. When you've got everyone in their natural positions, you could be, dare I say, yeah. automatic promotion spots? Who knows? But if we get two points a game for the rest of the season, then we're back up to seventy-six points, aren't we? Yeah. If it's, if there's no reason why it can't happen, um, because it, it's happened to teams who are up there now. They had a good first half of the season. If we could have a good second half of the season, it, it's perfectly possible. It is. And uh, all those points. Between <laughs> we're not exactly ripping up trees at the moment, though, Mike, are we? I mean, you know, we're. We're, no. you know, we're, we're grinding out some good results against some of the low teams, and that's great to see. And we got some players back, but um, I think that this is the first week I've started to look up instead of down. I have to say so, but yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, but it, it, who, who knows? knows? It's it's, one of, it's 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 not the doom and gloom that we've been sort of definitely looking not. At. And um, yeah, I, there's a bit more positive, as as Will said, four basically new signings going to be coming in the next few weeks. Two of them already. Um, who knows um, if we will bring anyone in January? Yes, it would be lovely to have a, a Don Telford type person, but even Don Telford wasn't Don Telford until last season. <laughs> um, previous previous clubs, he didn't do so great anyway. So but Matt, Matt's I already so, hinted so. at a couple, isn't he? So uh, and Matt's very yeah, good yeah. with his hints. He usually follows through on them. So he said a couple. So I anticipate yeah. Yeah. a couple of coming in in January. Yeah. More on the yeah. more on the positives. I noticed we've um we've hit twenty six points, which mm-hmm. um, if my math is correct, we are over halfway to the fifty. Yeah. yeah. So that's you right. know, insert a mini confetti cannon here. <laughs> yeah. So and we've still 
And what were you on? 21 games? No, yeah, yeah, 21 games. Yeah, so that's two games to spare for the halfway point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, that's it. Get on, get on, get on the... You won't uh, scrub the, the uh, playoff dates out of the diary just yet. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Well, you might want to because it's going to be from automatics. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right, guys. So um, we've covered the late Orient game. We've covered everything, really. Um, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for filling me in on a bit of the game that I missed. Thanks, Josh, you little brat. Um, but hopefully, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back for the Gillingham game because I've pinched him to do the show. So that'll be even more fun. <laughs> do, you count, do you count this one, Michael? Your footballogy has been to it, or have you, have you got to watch it to count it? I, I, I was there. <laughs> I was I was in the two thousand seven hundred crowd because my ticket you was paid standing. paid counts <laughs> so yeah exactly I was I was there I was cold and then I would have stayed but I was spectacularly overruled <laughs> <laughs> okay um, anyone who's unmarried will not understand that but anyone who's married will understand that <laughs> sister the sister in law tells you to do it you're like okay I can't do it <laughs> uh, gents thank you very much for your time um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I will be back hopefully on Wednesday because I'm having to scratch around to get someone um, to do a behind the scenes type thing uh, because the person I had lined up can't do it now. But hopefully it'll be back on Wednesday. If not, it will be back next Saturday. Oh, say it's Sunday, sorry, to talk about our stupendous victory at Leighton Orient. Thanks a lot, guys. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.